and literally over that week virtually all of our summer bookings that we'd had in place had cancelled. We're having to really rethink our target market during this time and also you know what that target market are prepared to spend because if we don't lower our prices to a level that's going to suit them mm -hmm. then they're not going to book we're really trying to use this as an opportunity to to learn about our business learn about what's out there so that we come out of the other side losing as little money as possible and, 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 and learning some big lessons along the way so that not any other problem that we have in the future is not going to seem as big. We, we can't really act effectively on each property unless we you know, risk assess each property and then also have a chat with each client to decide where their head is at and come to some sort of mutual agreement as to how we're going to move forward. Let's aim to not make a loss on your property. Let's aim to not make a loss on our business. And we have, we have promised to our clients that if we don't make a loss as a business over this period, um, we will reduce our management fees in line with that. I feel like as a management company, we've not only got a responsibility to ourselves personally, our business, mm -hmm. but also we have a responsibility to all the properties that are on our books, all of our clients that we have, and all the people like maintenance men, cleaners and, and tradesmen that work with us that I wanna make sure still work with us at the end of it when we get that pot of gold at the end. I, I do think that there is there is a bit of a pot of gold at the end of this. However, you know, it will be the people that do think strategically and, and do plan and, and do take their businesses seriously because if you're the ostrich that sticks its head in the sand, then you, you won't come out at the end of it in, in, in the way that you should do. On the first in the Pocket Mastermind podcast investing series, we spoke with Grant Hutchby from property investment and management company KG Inspired Property. KG Inspired Property operate predominantly in the serviced accommodation sector, which has been significantly impacted by the lockdown restrictions related to COVID-19. We hear about the impacts the lockdown is having on Grant and his business, and the measures being taken to minimise the losses to ensure survival not only of KG Inspired Property, but their clients and suppliers too. You can find out more and get in contact with Grant at kginspiredproperty.com. Grant, welcome to the Pocket Mastermind podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. You? Yeah, really good. Really good. So tell us a bit about KG Inspired Property uh, and then let's talk a bit about how you've been impacted by uh, the current COVID-19 situation. So KG Inspired Property, the, the core part of our business is basically short-term accommodation. I guess probably the best way to describe it to anyone that doesn't understand exactly what that is, is, is pretty much holiday lets. So operating via platforms like Airbnb, Booking.com, Expedia, TripAdvisor. Um, I, not all of our bookings come from there. I mean, we do get quite a, a good amount of direct bookings, mm -hmm. 
Um, but you know that's basically what the core of our business does. But we are heavily involved in property, so we we source properties for clients and investors, and we we also purchase and lease properties as well. So anything to do with property really is how we function. But the core of our business is short-term accommodation. Mm-hmm. How long have you been up and running with that? Well, the business was established uh, February two thousand and eighteen, mm-hmm. while both my wife and myself were both still in full-time work. Uh, we grew the business to a level to where my wife could leave her job and, mm-hmm. and run the business. And she grew the business to a level um, sort of uh, September-ish last year where I could leave my job. And then we both focused on the business from there. And uh, where, are you, where are you primarily based? Uh, we're primarily based in Swansea, but also operate in other areas of South Wales as well. So South Wales, really. So I'd imagine that with... Um all of the fun and games going on at the moment uh, it's presented a number of challenges for you guys um can you talk us through you know kind of when you started to realize the impact that all this was starting to have um and kind of what what's really what the what the, what the result has been for you as it stands yeah so obviously as a short-term accommodation business it, it gets to a certain point in the year and you're i guess bookings and things like that pick up mm-hmm. quite dramatically and we've just been through what would i i'd call our down season i mean we, we don't do too badly over the down season but it is a down season mm-hmm. and we look forward to sort of april to september of having you know good profits within the business which mm-hmm. was the case last year however a couple sundays ago <laughs> um things started to go a bit pear-shaped uh obviously and you, and you, you know, can pinpoint the, it it was that kind of that's that that specific really kind of down to yeah a so day where um, it really changed just, just just looking at my calendar right now if i go back it was yeah it was sunday sunday the 15th of march mm-hmm. that afternoon we noticed cancellations starting oh, really? to come in yeah and monday loads more came in and literally over that week virtually all of our summer bookings that we'd had in place had cancelled wow and it started to well from sun from that sunday we started thinking a little bit more strategically about you know if all of our bookings go if we don't have any uh, leisure customers and people can't work as much as they normally normally would be able to, what situation does that put us in? Mm-hmm. And how can we, rather than, I guess, maximize profit in what would be a, a peak season for us, is how can we get through this with minimal losses? Mm-hmm. And actually thinking about that as an objective so rather than having a, a profit margin that we want to achieve for our peak season, having an objective of, you know, not losing any money, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, changing that objective absolutely flipped our strategy on its head. So we would normally take, you know, big, big bookings that were only maybe three nights. Mm-hmm. So like we could get a booking over a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and and take seven eight hundred pounds on the booking mm-hmm. um and you know get a few of those in a month and your property's doing really really well yeah. 
whereas we've had to change it because of the type of customer that we're then we're now getting Mm -hmm. so instead of getting a customer that wants to come to the area to explore and 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 have a holiday so to speak Mm -hmm. and and potentially work in the area you know we would we would get people working in the area over the summers summer summer as well but it's more flip to supporting key workers Mm -hmm. that need to support the pandemic people that are still working on specific sites that can't shut down mm-hmm. um, that, that, that might need to keep going. Um, they are very few and far between, but there's still a couple up and running. Um, anyone that works for services that wants to separate themselves from family members, because actually people that are still working in the area, they want to separate themselves from their own family because they're at more risk of, yeah. of catching something. So all of our bookings that we're getting at the moment, not only a lot cheaper, but they're a lot longer as well. And we're having to really rethink our target market during this time. And also, you know, what that target market are prepared to spend. Because if we don't lower our prices to a level that's going to suit them, mm-hmm. then they're not going to book. They're not, they're not even going to stay because they're not people with tons and tons of money. Unless it's going to be government funded, um, which it isn't currently, mm-hmm. you know, there's no way that we can charge. And, and actually, going out there with a message of, you know, we're looking to support people we can't be making a profit because yeah. who's going to buy into that? Yeah. Who's going to, who's <laughs> going to buy into um, make loads of money during the time where everyone else isn't making any money. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're having to go out with a strategy of yeah. our, all of our prices are non-profit. So, you know, we've even, you know, we've, we put out an advert that didn't say that mm-hmm. and we got a lot of stick from people on Facebook and things like that. So oh, really? that gave us, yeah, yeah. That gave us the sort of notion to go, you know, be really clear about we're here to support. We're not yeah. looking to make money. We're just here to cover costs and literally anyone that wants to stoke because our type of properties are the only properties that would be suited for people that want to stay in there for a short period mm-hmm. of time. Because you can't go and get a six-month contract with an unfurnished property if you want to stay there for a couple of months while you're supporting the pandemic. No, this is true. It's just not going to work. So because our properties are the only ones there to support, we want to show our support by making no profit. Yeah. Uh, and that's the only strategy that we can see at the moment to, I guess, hit that objective of not losing money. Yeah. And have you... As the the route to finding the customers, has that changed? Are you seeing bookings come through from different routes? Is it or is it still quite heavily Airbnb, Booking dot com, the traditional routes? Or are you seeing something else change? Yes and no. So yes, we are getting bookings through Airbnb and Booking dot com, but what we've done is we've kept our pricing the same for mm-hmm. anyone that's booking less than seven nights. Yeah anyone that's booking seven nights or more um, between seven nights and, and uh, 30 nights, mm-hmm. there's a certain level of discount that they get. Right. And then anything that's 30 nights plus it's another discount on top of that, that they get. So I guess we are still getting bookings from there, yeah. but our strategy has changed with regards to our pricing. So we're attracting more longer term bookings, but we are getting 
people i mean even today we've potentially secured um you know a, a booking that might be for a couple of months with uh, prison staff mm. um you know so it, what we're starting to learn because we're changing our pricing slightly we're actually starting to learn what other type of customers there are out there mm-hmm. um and how we potentially could when we are having a down season because this is like a, a bad down season yeah. this is how we're viewing it it's like a bad down season but it's also allowing us to see that when we've got properties in the down season that might not be performing as well how we could flip our strategy on those properties so that they don't mm-hmm. lose money over the down season um so we're really trying to use this as an opportunity to to learn about our business learn about what's out there so that we come out of the other side losing as little money as possible yeah and, and 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 learning some big lessons along the way so that not any other problem that we have in the future is not going to seem as big <laughs> it's clever i mean how long do you how long did it take you to kind of really get that new strategy underway from you say that sunday the 15th i suppose that week was probably a bit of a holy mm. cow what are we going to do about this kind of thing and yeah. then how, how quick did you manage to turn it around well i guess turning it around it, it would suggest that we're doing well at this moment in time. I just want to make it clear we're Versus we're we're, we're, we're still we're still clutching at straws yeah. in every single place we can get them from. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are getting some small successes, which is which is good to see. Nice. Um, it's about testing different areas, but mm-hmm. you know the the approach that we took was not to literally go gun ho on everything straight away. The approach that we took was to sit back see what's happening right so that we could understand you know how how bad this is potentially going to be and assess that first then look at i guess what what risk our our portfolio is in Mm -hmm. so each property is different each property is different sizes different locations even you know we're in swansea but there's different parts of swansea and looking Mm -hmm. at those how that property has performed for the last few months as well so we're sort of trying to risk profile not only each property itself but risk profile each client Mm -hmm. that i I guess operates those properties because we're we're in theory a management company so we support our clients to make money from their property And while we've got properties ourselves, that's not what our whole portfolio is based around. So we had to do that. And we, we can't really act effectively on each property unless we, you know, risk assess each property and then also have a chat with each client to decide where their head is at and come to some sort of mutual agreement as to how we're going to move forward. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, we, we had a good platform of ideas on how we were going to turn it around or how we were going to get some more bookings in so that people could break even. Mm-hmm. But just by talking to each client, so I opened up my calendar to everyone so that they could all book in for a call. We could have a half an hour conversation with every single one of our clients on that week to really decide on how we're going to move forward. Mm-hmm. And yes, the majority of them were like, yeah, really like your plan. Let's go forward. But actually a couple of them speaking to them they had you know some good nuggets of ideas that Mm -hmm. we could use connections in different places that we weren't aware of um and and just from those little things have opened up other doors of opportunity which i guess that week was spent you know planning assessing 
uh, and and deciding on how we were going to move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we obviously made adjustments, you know, on our pricing platforms that week, um, and and that helped. Um, but it was really the planning side of it that we did that week. And, and once we'd spoken to everyone, that's when we decided to take a little bit more action on how we were going to, I guess, survive um, however long this is going to last for, yeah. um, you know, trying to figure out what support the government are providing mm-hmm. for people in a similar situation to us. Um, and then educating our clients as to how they can get their hands on that support. Yeah. Because, as a management company that has a portfolio of, let's say, you know, we've got 35 properties at this moment on our books. Mm-hmm. We, we want to know when we get to the other side, how many of those 35 properties are going to still be left on our books yeah. so that we know what position our business is going to be in. I mean, we know um, financially that we're able to support the properties that we have personally, but you know, we've got some clients that are, you know, in terms of finances, potentially you know that they're they're on their last legs you know they're self-employed they've over leveraged themselves you know and they were relying like relying on these six months of peak season to bring them in that dollar that it brought them in last year yeah you know and i think that's Um, a fairly common theme in the sector as well isn't it being that it's a it's a revenue generating sector um as a lot of people relying on that revenue as as the as income to service you know lending and various other things so i think especially if um yeah i mean especially if you've got a a sort of holiday market as your target customer if your target customer is 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 very leisure based Mm -hmm. you're going to be much harder hit than probably a company like ours which is more contractor based um you know we're lucky that we still do have contractors coming in um albeit very few and far between at the moment but they are still coming in and you know we're we're lucky that that was our target market but like everyone across the industry at the moment in short short short-term stays you know i think there is going to be some some sort of green light with regards to the nhs Mm -hmm. um and and government funding um we were in talks locally with our local hospital and people that you know uh, work for the nhs locally and we've made some inquiries and everything's been with what we're doing everything's Mm -hmm. been brought in centrally so there's one central contact for the whole of the uk now um and we're we're in talks with them and i'm assuming that's because there is a need for it and they want to assess it as a country as opposed to as opposed to letting each local place deal with it yeah which makes sense to be honest um otherwise yeah that's chaos wouldn't it there'd be so there'd be different policies all over the place and you can imagine there'll be and imagine landlords and 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 agents like yourselves who probably manage across different areas if there was different policies all over the place it'd be a nightmare for everybody to manage yeah yeah so hopefully something comes off the back of that um but yeah we we just need to make sure that we're doing absolutely everything we can Mm. to support our clients um we've made the promise to all of our clients that our our goal as a business, our management company goal is the same as our goal for their property, mm-hmm. which is to not make a loss. Yeah. So, the, you know, the, the aim of the game is 
let's aim to not make a loss on your property let's aim to not make a loss on our business and we have we have promised to our clients that if we don't make a loss as a business over this period um, we will reduce our management fees in line with that so that they can make the saving yeah. potentially on properties that have made of loss. So if overall our management company breaks even or makes a slight profit, we're going to pass on that profit to our clients nice. um, because I think everyone should be in the same boat Yeah. because everyone at the moment is trying to get through this with the minimal amount of damage. Exactly. So it's about damage limitation, not making money. Yeah. So if we're making money, we want to pass that on to our, our clients, which I think is the right thing to do. Yeah. I think it's time. a great sentiment. I think, um, I put a post out last week, I think on LinkedIn, trying to encourage people, you know, with, where they have things like gym memberships to try and particularly if they're small independent gyms, try and keep paying for that if you're financially able to because otherwise if everyone pulls out then you, you won't have a gym to go back to and likewise if you take all the pie from your clients you won't have any clients to work with when this is all through so i think it's it's very very sensible business yeah i mean we've we've had to have you know we've we've had to have conversations with people that we work with like um cleaners and maintenance mm -hmm. men and you know but be forthcoming and say, look, this is a time where, you know, we still do have work for you. It's going to be reduced down. Um, but, you know, if you want that work, it needs to be reasonably priced. Yeah. It's not about squeezing every little thing out of every job that yeah. you get given. You know, um, you know, if that means reducing your prices or doing what you need to do, you know, we've got us we've got our budgets are a lot more squeezed than yeah. they have been in the past. Um, and that's what we're working towards at the moment. I mean, also our costs. So um, we've had a number of challenges where um, <laughs> on on the day after the lockdown, our storage company closed. Oh. And, bas and basically, um, Kay had to plead with them to let them into, let us into our storage unit to empty it. Yeah. So our office in our back garden that i nicely kitted out to <laughs> have that, um have my a desk and a, <laughs> and a monitor and that's why i'm sitting in my living room now and not in my office is because the office is now the storage unit um to get through this time and also our linen company um they shut down operation for anyone apart from their care homes and people that are in vulnerable situations so we've got um in our shed a whole shed load of <laughs> literally a um, shed load. <laughs> dirty literally a shed load of dirty linen that um, we've got a local laundrette that is willing to clean it for us if we need them to nice. um, but I think one one strategy that we've used is with our lower prices with other costs mm -hmm. we're also saying to people staying there that you know we can only provide you know a very minimal amount of stuff like a, a, a roll of toilet paper to get them going yeah um there won't be any replenishment of teas coffees and soap and mm -hmm. stuff like that bring that with you um and um, because of the restriction on the linen a lot of people that are booking at very cheap prices are local people um and we're, we're encouraging them to bring their own linen yeah. with them um, because they get that there they say so we say you can have anything that's in the house at the moment because <laughs> there are beds already made up you can use that no problem but we're not refreshing stuff yeah. because 
you know, uh, we've we've we don't we've got a minimal supply of everything, and because our linen company isn't delivering to us, we're just trying to figure out ways that we can massively reduce down our operating costs, not only for ourselves but for our clients. So, you know, the cost of changing a bed is is five pounds. So if we don't change a bed on a on a eight bed property mm-hmm. that's 40 quid yeah. per changeover that someone saved um which we have to think about all these tiny little things because as you go through they can all add up um and if you're if you're making a loss of 200 quid because you know you you've used loads of linen and loads of consumables we could have saved that yeah. if we'd have thought a little bit more strategically and how is so how are you now managing um the kind of the checkouts uh, and the turnarounds and how does that how does that evolve from what you were doing before yeah so because we're getting obviously more long-term bookings so our weekly bookings our two weekly bookings and our monthly bookings are are increasing so um but obviously we're doing it at much cheaper prices but because people are booking for longer periods they're doing it a little bit more in advance mm-hmm. which is actually allowing us to plan for costs so what we're saying to people is we're saying right do you need linen yes or no okay if it's a yes because they're coming from somewhere else or you know they just physically can't bring the linen with them um then we make up the beds that they need mm-hmm. so if it's a couple staying in a house we make up a double bed that's yeah. it everything's stripped yeah um and when our cleaners are going in they're taking off all the clean linen folding it back up bringing it back here so that we've got stuff ready to go um you know we're trying to be really conscious mm-hmm. of uh you know cleaning products that we're using making sure that the cleaners are focusing more on the cleaning um rather than rather than how many you know changing beds and things like yeah. that so we're just getting all the beds stripped and then when we get a booking in it's how many beds need to be made up mm-hmm. um which i think is the most important thing because it will allow us to reduce costs because yeah. if someone's in a room with two single beds and one of one of the single beds they use and they chuck all their stuff on the other bed right you're cleaning that's, a bed for for something that's that, been that, used that, yeah that's that's wasted linen at the end of the day and you know generally we can absorb that sort of cost because our bookings are very last minute and we can't afford you know to send a cleaner in for 15 pound an hour to make up a bed when we weren't expecting someone so we're actually better off um when we're making that money just making up all the beds but in this situation we're actually better off not making up all the beds and just Mm -hmm. making up the ones that people need and um are you finding that you're you're needing to be more hands-on than you were beforehand with you know making up the houses the beds whatever um is that something you're going to um, kind of have to take on a bit more yourselves what i guess um k's turned into a little bit of a laundrette um <laughs> so so k k is very much the operational side of things i guess the one thing that works good in our partnership is our personalities are quite different. Mm-hmm. Our values are the same, but our personalities are quite different. So Kay is extremely good at all the operational side of the business. Um, whereas my sort of part re- falls into more of the planning and strategic side. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of my time, and this is where I've had to, you know, step up a little bit. A lot of my time is basically, figuring out how we're going to price things up how we're going to um 
go out and market the properties and how we're going to support our clients. Like Monday and Tuesday next week, all day is spent speaking to clients and updating them on where we are. You know, I haven't spoken to these clients this much for months and months mm-hmm. and months. So, you know, I think staying close to what their situation is and helping them understand what our situation yeah. is on a regular basis is really important because the last thing I want is them sitting there thinking, have I got anything? Have I got any bookings? Yeah. I'm worried. You know, what's my investment looking like? You know, and so I'm staying very, very close to the numbers and the performance and a lot more than I normally would. So that's sort of how my time has been done. But yeah, Kay's time definitely, you know, our, our, our washing machine and dryer currently going right now. <laughs> and I think they've been constantly going for the last few days because, you know, while we're actually fine on bed sheets and things like that, but bath mats and hand mm-hmm. towels they started running out so Kay was like well it's not a massive load so I'll, I'll do it so you know she's stepping in we're not doing any of the cleaning um because you know we we also and it's you know not strange but we, we want to make sure that we still have cleaning teams at the end yeah, of it exactly. because you know they they've massively suffered um so what we've said is because you're not making up beds anymore you're just stripping them um, when you go in to clean, we expect the clean to be half an hour less than it normally would yeah. do. Um, so we're reducing costs that way, but they're still getting business. Um, and I don't want us going running around doing cleans just to save costs. Um, I want to make sure that we you know, look after all of our cleaning teams so that they get to the end of it and are still with us, mm-hmm. as opposed to thinking, do you know what, I'm going to jack this small business in and go back and work in Asda um, because they're the only people hiring at the yeah. moment. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, you know, we've, I feel like as a management company, we've not only got a responsibility to ourselves personally, our business, mm-hmm. but also we have a responsibility to all the properties that are on our books, all of our clients that we have, and all the people like maintenance men, cleaners, and and tradesmen that work with us that I want to make sure still work with us at yeah. the end of it when we get that pot of gold at the end. Because, yeah. you know, this is a bit of a message to other people that are doing what we do, or even other people that, you know, are relying on business that isn't here at the moment. You know, if you can survive this and you can get through it with the most minimal amount of damage, mm. I guarantee you when we do get to the other side and, and things do start to pick up, people's moods will be in such a different place. Yeah. Like, you know, I guarantee you people will be let out of their houses to go and do what they want before they're allowed to get in a plane and go to another country. Yeah. So true. all those people all those people that were going to get in a plane and go to another country this summer, yes. we're probably going to do something in the UK. Right. And, yeah. uh, you know, to all you guys out there that are relying on people coming to do stuff in your areas, that will happen before people fly abroad. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, that, that is definitely something to look forward to. Um, nothing is permanent. It will be temporary. Um, the only thing we can't define is how long it's going to be for. Yeah. That's the, that's the hard bit, isn't it? It's the un, unknown of how long this could go on for. Is it, is it weeks? Is it months? And kind of planning the strategy accordingly for the potential infinite outcomes, I guess, is, is the difficult bit. Yeah, I guess we've, we've, um, we've planned for the worst yep. um, and focus on the best. Yeah. Um, so, you know, if you've got a plan in place that's going to get you through the worst this could be, and then you focus on, you know, getting the absolute best result then you can only um 
get the absolute best out of it i guess yeah, exactly. you know if if you're so focused on you know um just if you're all the time focused on minimizing damage and you're not planning you know for it to be i don't know six months or three months or whatever mm-hmm. that's going to be you're not planning for you're only planning for one or two months then you, you're going to find yourself disappointed um because at the end of the day this could last a few months yeah um it could last longer you never yeah, know but just no um, one but, knows at the moment <laughs> you know no one knows but i guess if you're planning for what you think would be the worst case scenario mm-hmm. then you're going to put yourself in the best possible position is there um have you looked at any other how do you any possible ways that you can um side revenue from you know link to what you guys are doing even whether it be now or as the you know obviously there will be an upturn at some point like you say nothing nothing does last forever have you looked at any ideas of where you think that you could find something else or that you might be able to share with anybody I guess um, it, it's very difficult to find other streams of income in a time like yeah. this. Um, you know, it, it, the the only thing that you that you potentially could do is offer your support out to people, mm-hmm. but you know, it's not really the time to start charging for that support exactly. um, in terms of revenue. I guess this is a massive opportunity for businesses to. Um, that are in a position to support people to build a brand for themselves yeah um, because if someone comes out that is in a position to be able to support people and goes and helps a bunch of people get through this time when people get through to the other side mm-hmm. i guarantee you they're going to be singing that person's or that company's praises for helping them get through so i think this is a massive opportunity to you know build brand i know for a fact that if a load of people that are local in swansea stay with us Mm -hmm. that is going to raise our brand in the local area massively while we're not i guess earning off of that (laughs) you know actually the opposite (laughs) you know we're not making any money from it whatsoever actually i think that's going to help our brand moving forward and probably in the long term help our business yeah i think you're right i think um now is the time you can really make or break. You see, some of some businesses have really stood up and they've stood out, and others, <laughs> some of the uh, usual suspects, possibly not so supportive of their employees or probably suppliers and all the rest of it. And I think you're absolutely right. And now, whilst everyone's so used to how do we maximize profit, I think the 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 mindset of almost what the warren buffett mindset of don't lose money is um absolutely absolutely the way you've got to be thinking about this right now that's quite funny uh you just reminded me of something that i thought about on that day so on the 15th of march when all these bookings started cancelling off the thing that popped into my head was this blooming quote from warren buffett saying rule number Number one one. (laughs) don't lose money rule number two read rule number one (laughs) and that that was that moment that i said to myself or we said to ourselves let's not that that's our goal let's not lose money so you know if we end up and i'd say not lose money is a pretty hefty goal at this moment in time if it's going to last a few months you know so you when you say to yourself you know uh, set yourself high targets at this moment in time i'd say not losing any money is a high yeah. target because if we come out at the end of it and we don't lose too much that's still a good result yeah i think uh, particularly for across the entire 
kind of service industry you look at pubs restaurants i mean at least you there the good thing for you is as, as difficult as it is you have the opportunity to pivot if you if you're running if you're running yes. a pub you're absolutely you've got no opportunity right you are you're closed i mean some i've seen some takeaways for food but if you're a pub pub like my local that's a you know a wet pub doors are shut Nothing. and they're shut until someone tells you can open them again i don't it, it's so challenging and i'm you know i'm seeing a lot of my contacts who who own and run businesses and and even employees you know at this time suddenly revenue streams have been taken away so for me you know as part of all of this the purpose of starting the pocket mastermind in the first place was to be helping people and now is the the one thing i have is available is time you know and you know anything that we can do and you know speaking to you today i want to hopefully we can you know give some confidence to other people that are in your position um and and inspire them to to keep to keep going because like you say nothing nothing lasts forever as to quote jim Rohn spring always follows winter right <laughs> it does it does spring always does follow winter never changes it's been like that for six thousand years <laughs> yeah, exactly um uh so yeah I, I i do think that there is there is a bit of a pot of gold at the end of this however you know it will be the people that do think strategically and and do plan and and do take their businesses seriously because if you're the ostrich that sticks its head in the sand um then you you won't come out at the end of it in, yeah. in in the way that you should do and i think if people if people don't plan for stuff it, it will end up it will end up them being um it, you know coming out of the market and that will happen there will be people that don't plan mm -hmm. and for people like myself i feel like when we get to the other side not only is there going to be a decrease in supply because of the people that you know didn't think about it strategically and dropped out of the market yeah. but there's also going to be an increase in demand because you know when 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 spring does happen so yeah. to speak you know everyone's confidence goes up yeah. you know it's like a euphoria isn't it and um you know the demand will be will be much much better and when when demand outweighs supply that's when prices increase yeah. Um, and that's what we're we're looking forward to. And I think you're right. I think um, it could be a while before people are suddenly flying off on aeroplanes, and we could see a bit of a resurgence on st the, the staycation, as it were, and, and more Absolutely. people staying around here. And I think that's great for everybody. I think it'd be a massive benefit for obviously people in your position and in your mm. part, section of the industry. But you know, the the restaurants, the bars, the hotels, everyone hopefully will. Um, see some uptick from the you know the aftermath of this at least yeah and you know i, I i'm a i'm a true believer of everything happens for a reason mm -hmm. and you know i guess the world itself the world in general moves at such a fast pace we all move at such a fast pace and i you know for the last four days we've got a we've got a sort of a a, a hill slash mountain mm -hmm. next to where we live and and the last four days we've we've walked up to the top of it every morning with <laughs> with our dog and i can't remember the last time i walked up that hill <laughs> um you know and and actually it's quite refreshing to do stuff like that 
instead of thinking right i've got to go and do this i've got to go and do that i've got to go to this place then that place then something else and and actually the, the world slowing down a little mm-hmm. bit is is probably very good for for everyone because it will allow you to sort of take stock of where you were at as opposed to just running around like a headless chicken all the time that's the thing i think um you got to use find the opportunity in in every in every challenge and obviously that's probably that's easier for some than others depending on your current situation and the, you know whatever you've done before but i think um i know, know you've always been big into personal development and pushing yourself what advice would you give to anybody who's kind of found themselves with time on their hands at home at the moment if you've got time on your hands the absolute best thing you can do is educate yourself on something that that gets you going you know that i i found it so funny when um netflix said that they were reducing down their quality mm-hmm. of of video so that people could still watch it um which obviously showed how much of an increase of people watching netflix of was Con- so concerning, i guess a little i guess a little bit of a message is turn off netflix yeah. and open up a book yeah. or an audio um you know and listen to something that's going to give you something for the future because we're not going to get this time again mm. and the only thing that you can't get back is time you can always make more money right yeah. when this is over you can always go and make more money however you can never ever get this time back so you know if you've got a you can't go out and about and see other members of your family but if you know you're not on your own and you've got family members in the house and you've got your kids there or or whatever that is make sure you spend time doing stuff with them not always sat in front of netflix um i mean don't get me wrong i've watched a little bit more netflix but i was (laughs) never the type of person to watch much telly anyways um you know so i'm not going to hide the fact that maybe netflix has been on a little bit more but you know make a conscious effort to i guess do something a little bit more active um, and educate yourself on something because there's an opportunity to do it definitely i agree i think um, the one thing i think whatever we all decide to do in this next few months will probably define what the next 10 or 20 years look for all of us individually I think if you do what spend the time playing PS4 and Netflix, you got to accept that you might be a passenger with the uh, whatever the new world looks like when we come out the other side of this. So I'd, I'd agree. I completely encourage everybody to spend a bit of time thinking about what do they want in the in you know going forward from now. Do they want to get involved with with property? Do they want to start a business? Do they do they just want a career change? Start planning for that now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think everyone needs to think about, you know, what they're going to do now and how that's going to potentially affect their future. But yeah, you can never get the time back. So use this time wisely Mm -hmm. because we don't ever get this time. And you know what? This is going to be a mark in history. Yeah. Like, like actually, like, you know, one of the big events. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to get to 10 years down the line and, you know, it's going to be, yeah, I live through that. Yeah. Well, I think it's quite possible this will be talked about for hundreds of years, like the Black Death and various yeah, other, yeah. you know, plagues and wars and all of these kind of things. It's massive. I mean, it, the scale of this thing is probably bigger than anyone's ever seen. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And so that means, I mean, part of that also links to the fact that we're, you know, 
we're not no one's alone in this thing everybody is affected which is a rare thing right you know even in in wars and stuff they tend to happen in far off remote places and we're all very much detached i think this is the important thing to know with this is it is affecting every single person and, and it's important that we all do our best to consider everybody else during this and you know helping other people with business like you say cutting your costs but cutting expectations at the same time and and sharing the pie yeah no definitely it's really surreal i mean i'm 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 half american and i i, I spoke to my family the other night and um it was really surreal because we're we're sitting there three thousand miles apart one obviously able to video chat with yeah. each other which is cool in itself being three thousand miles apart which you weren't able to do really 10 years ago no. um but they're in exactly the same situation as us you know three thousand yeah. miles apart on a lockdown not able to go anywhere kids running around in the background <laughs> screaming their heads off right no it's so, trying try to stock their shelves so that you know that they can <laughs> they, survive they've run the out of toilet paper as well yeah they've run out of toilet paper yeah it's it's crazy <laughs> it is crazy and 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 that being three thousand miles apart being exactly the same situation just goes to show how i guess we need to respect the situation that we're in yeah learn from the situation that we're in and use the time that we've got to make ourselves a better future mm. and i think that is is probably the best message that i can give anyone um but we're never gonna you know we're never gonna do everything perfectly we're never gonna do anything everything right it's all about making sure that you you, you focus on forwards as opposed to backwards yeah you know, don't think about you know your situation before and how you know if it was better mm. now would be better think forward because i've got a lot of people that are sitting there thinking Oh, I wish I hadn't done this. I wish I hadn't done that. I wish I hadn't bought this. So I had yeah. this money to get me through it. Don't think about that. You did that. That was your choice to make. Exactly. If you're not looking forward at what you can do moving forward, then mm. you, you'll always be looking back and that's the wrong place to be. Any, any other tips for anybody else operating in the service accommodation sector like you, um, whether there's any groups that people could become, you know, join facebook um obviously all property meetups and those kind of things are now being held online i've i've been on a few and um any that you'd recommend that people just where people might be able to go and get some some, um, some support and guidance um would be useful i guess yeah i think um you know f facebook can sometimes be quite a uh a funny place you know it can have a lot of um negativity mm -hmm on there but i think in a time like this where we can only meet people virtually <laughs> um it's a great platform to use i'm part of a group or me and Kay are part of a group called the serviced accommodation podcast mm -hmm. um run by some really really good guys we're actually we're we're part of their team mm -hmm. you know we we coach for their programs and you know the the amount of support that these guys have offered our businesses and everyone that they work with has been astronomical um That's so brilliant. you know if you if you're in a, a very similar business to what we're in i'd very highly recommend you know joining that group mm -hmm. the serviced accommodation podcast um there is the serviced accommodation network um which has you know thousands of thousands of people on and you know that's that's run by 
by a couple people that I would say, you know, are offering good advice to people in our situation. Mm -hmm. The main thing is, is don't hide away, Um, you know, reach out, you know, I'm happy for people to reach out to me. Um, You know, I do have some extra time on my hands. So if you want to look me up on Facebook, um, I I, I normally do open up my calendar, you know, a couple times a week. And Mm -hmm. I'd be happy to do half an hour calls with people just to give a bit of direction. I mean, even our accountant, um, he's he's got a number of people on his books that do what we do. And they're thinking about shutting shops. So I just basically said to him, I said, look, if you want to give my details out to any of your clients to Mm -hmm. help save them from shutting shop then i'm happy to give out that advice um you know i'm i'm, I'm not obviously going to sit there for hours and hours and hours with one person yeah. um because you know that wouldn't be best best spent of my time but mm. you know if someone just needs a little nugget of information or a little point in the right direction then um, i'll be happy to offer that Amazing. out we'll make sure that um we put links to your your profile uh, once we release this in the next few days cool no problem Brilliant. It's been amazing talking to you. Yes, no worries. Thanks, Dave. And um, hopefully uh, we'll get some traction with it and um, it'll be interesting to see when it's all up and running and live. Yeah, So um, and and we'll check back in over the course of the, the next few months and, and see how things are going and anything that you anything that you feel that would be useful to share. Um, we'd love to help you get that message out as well. Wicked. No worries. Cheers, mate. Awesome. Cheers, mate. If you enjoyed this episode of the Pocket Mastermind podcast, please like and share to help us reach more people. And remember to follow us on all social media channels. You can hear more Pocket Mastermind podcasts at pocketmastermind.com. And if you're operating in the service accommodation sector and would like to get in touch and learn more from Grant, you can reach him at kginspiredproperty.com. Until the next episode, thank you for listening.